0: Talk About It Thursdays, brought to you by the Student Relief Team. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Mental Health and I. This is officially our first story and our first guest star um, for the series. So I'm super excited to kind of get this mosaic of stories started. And I hope that all of you are excited as well. All right, so as I mentioned, we're starting off this series with a guest star, so let's give a warm, warm welcome to Professor Anna. Um, Hello, and welcome to the podcast. We're super, super lucky to have you here, um, especially as our first guest star. And yeah, we're basically going to be chatting about kind of what the series is going to be about, and um, we're just going to kind of get your take on mental health. Um, But before we get there, can you kind of give us a quick little introduction and tell us a little
1: bit about yourself? Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to be here. I'm excited to be a part of a a great project as a podcast and in general as a topic. Um, So just to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, So I'm actually a fifth year PhD student um, at Western University finishing my um, defense this semester. And I actually did my undergrad at Brescia with a bachelor's in psych and family studies and my master's also at Western in Cognitive Psych. Um, So hopefully I'll be finishing off um, kind of as a student this semester, but I'm also teaching two courses right now, one at Brescia, an Intro to Psych course, and one at Huron, which is their Upper Years Stats course. Um, Yeah, I guess that's about me. Thank you. Thank you. No, that was wonderful. Um, So as
0: you already know, this new series is all about kind of that personal journey that individuals have had with their own mental health um, and things like stress, right, kind of navigating through that um, and all these difficult emotions. And so it's really a space for all of our listeners to kind of connect and hopefully kind of find something that they can use in their own journey, right? Um, Obviously, like I've said, not everything works for everyone. And it's kind of about finding what works for you. So maybe you'll hear something in this episode that really resonates with you but maybe you'll hear something in the last episode right we're all so so different and so this is kind of like our collective journal or diary of our own stories so um, yeah enough rambling from my end kind of getting back into this Um, I do this with all of our guest stars so let me start by kind of asking you what does mental health
1: mean to you and why does it matter a great question to start us off so for me mental health as I'm sure for a lot of people it is taking care of yourself in terms of your psychological and your emotional well-being but for a less kind of textbook definition it really means to me to be kind of emotionally charged or having your emotional battery kind of ready or as ready as you can be for any given day or task or goal I think it matters quite a lot because it's it's one of the, I think, harder batteries to keep charged. It is a very vital battery in preventing things like burnout. And it helps um, power us through our days, both professionally and socially. I think without um, focusing on your mental health, you can really struggle to feel satisfied or fulfilled in any aspect of your life. So I'm really happy to see that. Um, At least in the last five to 10 years of my life, I've seen a lot more attention being brought forth, something that is very vital. It's always been vital, but I feel like it's been kind of a little taboo to talk about your own mental health in the past, and I'm really happy to see that that's evolving.
0: Mm -hmm, for sure and I really like this idea of seeing it as a battery I don't think anyone has ever mentioned that one before so yeah I I really like how each person kind of comes on here and has their own definition and they're all just so different and I think that's really what this podcast is about is seeing how different everyone's definition is but together it kind of forms this like greater like mosaic of definitions um so like we mentioned or like you mentioned, you are a prof and, or even as a TA right in the past, I'm sure you've had a lot of busy, busy schedules. I'm sure you have one right now, um, which probably makes it super hard for you to kind of focus on yourself and, and your mental health and kind of keep that battery charged. Um, so how do you find time in a busy schedule to kind of take care of your mental
1: health? And what are some of the, the tips that you can provide? Uh, That's a great question. So like you said, finding the time is really one of the hardest parts. I think the biggest thing is to try to find what works for you. And as you mentioned earlier, this is a very individual thing. Mental health for each person not only has a different definition, but maintaining it or supporting it is very different for everyone. For me, finding time is really trying to establish the best routine that fits into my lifestyle in that moment. And your lifestyle can change. Like you mentioned, right now, I'm a prof, um, but I've been a TA for, I guess, for, oh my gosh, 10 years now. Um, and it does change slightly, right? As a student, when you're when I was TAing, I had courses to work around on top of my teaching responsibilities for the different labs I was TAing for, whereas now I might not have any teaching, res- or, sorry, I might not have any course responsibilities because I'm done my courses, but I now have a lot of teaching responsibilities. And especially nowadays uh, with the pandemic, we have online components that were basically unheard of um, before. So I think finding that routine that fits your current lifestyle is pretty key. So I like to start of start the day kind of thinking of how to progress, thinking of the things I need to get done. Um, But always trying to find time to get outside daily, even if it's for just a little bit, which can honestly be pretty challenging, especially considering how much most of my job can be done from inside my office, just looking at my computer all day. Um, Luckily for me, I actually got a dog in the middle of COVID. And although it was definitely a COVID puppy thing, it has forced me to go outside every day. Um, And this can just be for a quick stroll if you have time. If If you're able to, and you can stroll down to a coffee shop and get your coffee once every and every once in a while, or something to kind of get you moving and not kind of stuck in the same exact seated position or even standing position to expand your space beyond the four walls that you live in, I think is really important. In terms of scheduling it in, my biggest tip is yes, a routine is great yes, trying to keep in mind what works for you is great, but ultimately, the biggest downfall for me is making myself feel bad if I didn't get to do that a certain day, or if I've had a week where it's it's really been hard to work on my mental health. I think it only makes it harder when you're hard on yourself if you haven't been able to meet those goals, and reminding yourself that that is okay. It is okay to miss a day. It is okay to need a day if um, you can afford to take a random Monday or a random Saturday to really not focus on your work and just focus on yourself, you can use that. But equally, you have a really busy week, your midterms are coming up, your finals are coming up, anything like that, taking that time and using it how you need to without feeling guilty, I think is really, really important because I think that just concaves on everything else that you're you're doing.
0: Mm-hmm. I can definitely agree with that last bit. Um, for me, you know, sometimes when I take a day off just for like a mental health break, I feel bad for not doing any work. Um, and I kind of just, you know, it it makes you feel like you're pushed back, kind of. Um, and so yeah, I do think scheduling is is really, really important. I know for me personally, a while back, you know, like we said, mental health is so it's so dynamic. It's always changing, your schedule is always changing. And so in the past, I was more about kind of. Um, writing things down, writing my feelings down, you know, kind of reflecting in that way. But now over time, I've learned to kind of share my feelings instead. Um, So it's become more, I guess, active. (laughs) And uh, yeah, no, I agree about the whole scheduling thing. I think scheduling is it's, it's tough, but it's necessary, right? Kind of seeing that you're getting work done, but you also have time set up for yourself. Um, And you gave us some really great tips, but do you have anything maybe specific to, Um, professors or like kind of working professionals that maybe have a similar lifestyle to you?
1: Um, So I guess in terms of the lifestyle, a professor is it's a weird type of lifestyle for sure. You both you have enough work to do for a typical nine to five job Um, in terms of the hours you could be working in a week in terms of the contracts that you sign that you're working but you also have the flexibility of almost like a student where you could technically be getting most of that work done at any time so I think although it it is really hard especially as someone who is who's still finishing grad school um, and have been a student most of my adult life or I guess all of my adult life um, it's hard to kind of move away from the idea that I could just get my work done this evening instead of during the day. So I think as hard as it might be to switch, trying to keep a a routine of like working during business hours as best you can so that your evenings and hopefully your weekends do actually feel like an evening and a weekend. I think that um, as a student, when you progress into your older years, um, that is one of the things that you start noticing the most that you don't really you, you like having the flexibility, but again, you you don't have weekends, you don't have evenings, or it feels like that, because you're so used to working at all times of the day. And even as a student, you guys don't have as, as much um, options to do it. But if you have a bit of a flexible schedule, you can try to work it around so that you're still getting your evenings and weekends. I think that's one of the biggest things I've done um, in the past year, which is attempting to wake up a little bit earlier so that I can get my day started and get my work done so that in the evening when I do need to recharge my battery and take a little bit of time to go outside or cook something that I wanna eat and make it more of an event that I don't feel guilty because I technically could be working. Does that answer your question? It does. It does. And I think um even for students
0: like me as a student, I feel like that helps me as well, kind of waking up early um, and setting aside that time to get work done so that I have time later on in the day for myself. Um, and I think, you know, not giving yourself that time kind of turns into that cycle where you feel kind of um, you feel stressed out and then you don't kind of feel like doing work because you're so stressed out and then you have more work to do. And then, you know, it kind of becomes that that cycle. Um, And so, yeah, no, I, I very much agree with everything you said. And I think it's so important to kind of discuss these things, because there's probably somewhere and someone out there right now that's listening and thinking, hey, like, I've always kind of wanted to do this. I didn't really know how to proceed, right? And so, um, yeah, thank you. I think this is kind of a great place for us to end this episode. I want to thank you again for, you know, being a part of it, being our first guest star. And like I said, your story just, it means so much. And just these tips you've provided us with, I'm sure will help someone out there. Um, And you know what, it has helped me too because I'm kind of thinking about how waking up early, you know, resonates with me. And yeah, so- it's all about that connection. So thank you so much.
1: No, thank you for having me. This was great. I really appreciate you um, asking me to to hop on to the to the podcast, and I really hope that this does resonate with someone and helps. Because, like you said, you know you you've taken a more active um, approach to dealing with your mental health rather than writing it down, talking to someone, and I find that 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 in and of itself is a really really great step and a really really tough one. Um, especially depending on your upbringing and honestly just the society that we're in even though it's gotten better actually feeling comfortable talking about it is still I think more rare than we'd like to admit so I think stuff like this podcast really helps people feel that they can discuss it and there's no need to uh, to feel like you need to just keep it to yourself and bottle it inside.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I hope this podcast does kind of become that for someone, you know, Um, even if they're just connecting with the stories we have here, I think like I I will feel like I've kind of done my job (laughs) and helped someone. So so, yeah, thank you. And with that, we are at the end of our very first episode of Mental Health and I. I hope it provided you with a chance to connect or even learn something new. If you want to be a part of Mental Health and I, please reach out. We're always open to hearing new perspectives and new voices are always, always welcome on the podcast. There are still many, many pages to fill in this collective diary. All right, folks, that's it for me. I'll see you again soon with our next story, so stay tuned. And of course, remember that we're all in this together.